0: Hey hotties, it's your Averagely Hot hosts, Morgan and Cece, back again with more not-so-hot takes on all things pop culture, life, career, beauty, and style. Not every opinion you have is a hot take, and that's okay. We don't judge. But when you do have a hot take, we're all ears. So grab your favorite beverage, spiked, caffeinated, or otherwise, and join us for another Venn session. Cheers! Welcome to another episode of Not A Hot Take. I am one half of this podcast, Morgan, and we are just having a great day. The energy here is just through the roof. How you doing, Cece?
1: Oh, oh my God. So good. I'm the other half. I'm Cece. We're so glad to be back with another episode. It's a Valentine's Day episode, and we love you all. We love the hotties.
0: Happy Valentine's Day. Hope you're getting all the love from whoever is important to you, whether it be your cat, dog, significant other, or tacos. We we have no judgment. We love that for you.
1: Mhm. We sure do.
0: Well, it's a big um it's a big Monday besides just being Valentine's Day for Miss CC. Um, oh my god. We mentioned last episode but CC's uprooting her life and Move in State. Yes. So and this is gonna come yes. out
1: mid-move. So hopefully you got there okay. But um, yeah, how you feeling for I it? I think I think by the time most people listen to this, I will be there. I am yeah, moving to Chicago today when this episode comes out. I'm so excited. I love Chicago so much. I wanted to move there eventually and I did not expect it at all at this time. So we'll talk about that more later in the episode with our guest who we're so excited to have. She is absolutely wonderful. We cannot wait for you to hear this interview. We always say that, but like this one, it's different.
0: The conversation was just so organic. And um in the in the middle of our guests talking, I just had like an overwhelming like calmness set in. And I and I do think that's gonna come through um to you all listening as well. So mm-hmm. um I would say listen to this when you're like Maybe alone and just kind of like have some like private time to yourself because it's really like a, a self-reflecting kind of episode. It's fabulous. It's a fabulous conversation.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, but temp check time. What's new with you? Also. Um, well, we
0: just found out some exciting news in my neck of the woods. I will also be moving out of state in a couple months. I have some time to prep, not an overnight move like CC had, but I'll share more on that later. Um, but I'm really excited. It's it's someplace very warm and I get to be tan year round. So that's truly all I care about. I'm going to be yeah. such a happy little bitch. Um, yeah. No and, and they're easy because of the sunshine. <laughs>
1: Easy flights for us, so even though we'll only probably get to do a couple episodes in person, still very easy weekend trips from both places. Easy,
0: easy peasy. Yes, so I'm I'm doing good in that way. I also um, had the chance to meet my favorite f- fashion industry icon last night, um, a jewelry designer, Logan Hollowell. Uh, and it was just like an ethereal experience and i'm still buzzing off of it i like was telling all my friends about it and i had like the most childish grin on my face Uh, i'm just like in a i'm going into the weekend in a great mood
1: yeah i wish you all could see morgan right now because like she is smiling (laughs) so much i've i mean you're always like pretty smiley but like this is definitely another level like she was she's definitely very happy can confirm How about you? Well, I guess your temp check is chaotic, but it it is. But I'm excited now more than anything. But I am just like, it's the end of the move. And even though you said, like, you know, you have a couple of months to prep, like, cross state moves are just stressful. I've I've done one before, different circumstances, but like, there's no matter what, no matter how much planning you have, it's a lot. So if y'all ever have any cross-state moves, we will offer our advice. We, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just do an it episode
0: out. on that in May or something.
1: <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> um, perhaps.
0: One thing I want to discuss before we get into uh, the what's hot topics, um, I got a little high last week and started thinking about the logistics of Oprah giving away the free car, that episode where she gave everyone in the audience a free car, and I got mm-hmm. a little stressed out. Because Mm -hmm. in theory, that sounds fantastic. However, how many of those people actually live where the show is filmed? Not that many because a lot of people fly in for those shows. So what's the logistics there? Do they get the car in California and they have to drive it back? Did they partner with dealerships around the like United States so that people could go pick it up at their local dealership? I what if someone didn't like doesn't need a car, can't like afford the upkeep on a car? Did she offer them money in exchange like like the price of the car? A lot of questions. I would really love if an Oprah someone who worked on that show could just like a rep just like reach out to me and just like clear my head of that because now I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I'm that is, thinking about That this. is
1: interesting. Also, like, if you win a car, you still have to pay taxes on it, which is kind of unfair because, like, what if you do not want to pay taxes on a $40,000, $50,000 car? I'm selling well, you my car think today. About, like,
0: yeah, like in Chicago, sometimes the parking slip fee f- to park your car is like $500. No,
1: and I don't need a car there. I, As long as exactly. I reside in the great city of Chicago, I will not own a car. I can't wait. I can't wait to forget how to drive.
0: I should see if a journalist has written anything on this and done research on it because I feel like that's Mm -hmm. something. Someone has also had this spiraling thought.
1: So anyway, if anybody
0: has any insights,
1: please let me know. Yeah, let us know. It's driving me nuts. (laughs) We're losing sleep over it. My God. So I don't know that we think – I don't think we think – personally, I don't think getting a car is hot, but there's a lot of things that are hot right now.
0: We forecasted one of these things after we wrapped recording last week. And we said, maybe we need to do this weekly because so much happens. And of course, right after we finished recording, Kylie decided to have a baby.
1: Yes, Kylie had a baby and Rihanna and ASAP announced their baby. And I was like, okay, good.
0: Literally the day the episode dropped, there's just pictures of Rihanna and ASAP being all hot and sexy and cute with a baby bump and then the day after that Kylie Jenner was like oh yeah I had my baby on 2222 and he's a perfect little angel
1: his name is Angel (laughs) right
0: I think it's Valentine Um, so in the state of California there's um, birth records that were pulled and for the date 2222 Valentine Webster is a on a birth certificate and the, the username on Instagram has been taken
1: Damn, I really like the name Angel.
0: I do too, but I do kind of fuck with Valentine too because I can call him Val. Yeah. It's a boy, oh, by the way, if, if you didn't Val. know, if you live under a rock.
1: <laughs> yeah, if yeah, if you have no idea what's going on. I
0: pray to God okay. to the goddesses above that Rihanna and ASAP's baby is a girl. Because I think ASAP being a girl dad is like the cutest thing. So cute. Oh, I already know this baby is so looks way gonna be me. than me.
1: <laughs> Rihanna looks amazing. Like, she truly ages backwards.
0: Everyone's upset that we're not getting an album. I'm sorry. We're going to get a lullaby album, obviously. Obviously.
1: We're getting a whole baby.
0: You're going to be mad about not getting a new album. We're getting, obviously, lullabies and a whole ass baby. So you're welcome. I don't know. I'm happy about it.
1: Rihanna Rihanna's baby will release an album before she does.
0: Scream. Oh, my God. Hot take. Um... Also happening very fast, Kanye went a little manic on Instagram and made the already public divorce even more public and messy. Doing um, God public, public sharing of behind the scenes divorce things um, on his actual Instagram feed, not just a story. Uh, Kim had to fire back Mm -hmm. on Instagram because I guess they don't have each other's numbers or something, which he really should just be communicating with a lawyer. (laughs) And then he, like, makes these shady shots. Yeah. He makes these shady shots at her and was like, this is my first divorce, so I don't really, like, know all the, like, steps, which she's been divorced, what, two or three times now? So just shady. Just shady, shady.
1: I love Kanye as an artist and as a fashion icon and designer. But as a person, I'm like, dude, you are the worst. Um, Like, that is, like, where it was out of control for me. Like, I mean, he's always been just kind of outrageous. But, like, posting the pictures of your kids and the TikTok stuff, it's like they're old enough to know what's going on. Like, that is hurtful to them.
0: It's It's so sad. Well, and I guess <laughs> – Another thing that happened yesterday, so Thursday, um, he told Billy, he told Coachella that he wouldn't perform unless Billie Eilish apologized to Travis Scott for something that she didn't even say. Um, so I don't oh know. I God, think he's I just having like – I don't want to speculate, but like a manic episode or something where he's just kind of – I don't know what's going on. He's like kind of spiraling. Um, but – he is. I hope I hope he, he – I mean, a lot of the posts were removed. I really hope he's, like, getting help, getting a, a lawyer, <laughs> talking through the correct channels and not using social media as a way to, like, rile up people.
1: Yeah. He needs to do better, baby, you know? Yeah. We're rooting for you.
0: We, we're all rooting for you, babe. We're all rooting for you.
1: Yeah. But the Kardashians' new show comes out soon, which – we are excited about april 14 it's gonna be so good
0: april 14 on hulu disney plus um can't wait can't wait there's just do you know
1: if it's gonna be like weekly or dropped all at once
0: i don't know actually but i am sick of tiktokers not doing research before they just make a tiktok and it goes viral because other people are idiots because someone is like how hulu they were like hulu just." dropped the name and just made it the Kardashians and like said all this stuff. It's like Disney owns E that, that was what Keeping Up With The Kardashians done. right? So the fact that it's on Disney+, Plus, like, literally nothing's changing besides the name. So, like, you guys need to, like, chill out with all the speculation. It's the same network. <laughs> they didn't pay that much. They probably didn't pay anything to move it to a different network because it's still the same network. No. Oh, I'm sick
1: of it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, their viewership was probably just going down because not – hardly anybody has cable anymore. A
0: thousand percent. That's what it is. A thousand percent.
1: Like, come on. Come on. Come on. The Kardashians are, are back, baby. Never
0: been better. Yeah. The,
1: the, yeah, the promo
0: pictures, though, are very interesting.
1: <laughs> Did you see
0: the tweet that was um, – So if you haven't seen the trailer, they're, like, in these, like, glass boxes with, like, flowers. Very weird. We'll post on the yeah. story so you guys can see. But someone goes – They all look, like, very normal, like, posed in these boxes. And then Courtney is just, like, leaning – very weird, and someone quote tweeted the picture of it and was like, Courtney looks like she's about to like rap a Nikki verse, like a Nicki Minaj verse, because she's just like ready to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Courtney,
0: Cor- <Queen>. Courtney,
1: baby. <laughs> my god, I am, I'm ready for the Courtney Travis wedding. Oh my god, highlight of my life. Do you
0: think that's going to be, um, an episode or like a? Do you think they'll
1: allow that to be filmed? Because sometimes I feel like she's so private gotta, that she wouldn't allow that. She's exactly. She's the private one. If it was Kim or Chloe or even like Kylie, I'd be like probably, but I feel like Kendall and Courtney are so private about that kind of thing. So I feel like no. I think we'll just see like amazing photos at the end. Mm-hmm. Like photos of their like tongues in each other's mouths.
0: And that's fine. We'll take it. We respect her privacy. Yeah.
1: yeah absolutely um is that i guess that's that's what's hot right now
0: i mean i promise you the minute we stop recording something else is gonna happen so
1: absolutely absolutely yeah we may have to start doing like instagram story updates i feel like i'll have more free time to dedicate to this now that i am only working for one brand instead of two and also freelancing (laughs) and also oh i'm not getting my real estate license anymore because i'm moving to illinois
0: yeah, sorry, friends. That was a short lived rendezvous
1: with the legal system. <laughs> all all 40, those 40, those 40 hours I put in were all for the Selling Sunset episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Truly, thank you for your service. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I'm dedicated to this podcast. I love it. Ugh. Well, enjoy the episode, hotties. Truly, this episode, like, I'm probably going to come back and listen to it multiple times because, yeah, wow, what a conversation. Truly.
1: It's great. Yes. We can't wait for you to listen to it and hear what you think. So keep listening to hear our interview with our good friend, Devin McCarthy. Have you done a podcast before? Or are we your first?
2: You guys are my first. <laughs> I know. I'm quite nervous. Ew. I'm like – Don't be nervous. No, we're gonna, this
1: is going to be like cake for the you. The bars on yeah. the floor after. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hi, hotties. We are very excited because my good friend Devin McCarthy is here and she is our guest today. Devin is an actress, writer, energy healer, and tarot reader. In between working for shows on Apple TV, Netflix, and Amazon Prime, she's working to awaken people to their unique untapped power and undo toxic spirituality via her work with the Oracle's Daughters. Devin founded the Oracle's Daughters with the sole purpose of building a community to make the world of healing energy less intimidating. Creating a space that is accessible to everyone, not just those who can afford the never-ending retreats. Her work with spirit her work. You're good. Her work with spirituality is rooted in the belief that there is a balance to all of this. You can be both a conduit for love and be petty as hell. We love that. She's not reading your monthly tarot scopes or forecasting the energy of the next full moon. You can find it her binging Real Housewives episodes in her fluffy pink slippers. So welcome, Devin, to not a hot take.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited.
1: We're so happy to have you. We also love binge watching in our slippers.
2: Oh my god, have you been watching <laughs> the Salt Lake? Do you guys watch Real Housewives? Yes, Lives? it's
0: insane. I do, I do, it, it and is, it is out of control.
2: It is, I, like tell me how I forgot that Jen Shaw is even in the 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 like legal drama that she's in because there's so much other drama that I'm like, this is this is iconic work. Yeah, and
0: the new girl is now off the show for like her racist comments and her like insane oh my comments. God, it's insane, I know. and I really, I really like her. I like love the way that she like
2: approaches. Wait, conflict which one? And, which one?
0: Uh, Jenny. Oh, she's off. She's gonna be off. Yeah, she. Um, people dug up some old oh, some tweets shit. of hers where she was like, "Oh, oh they're not no. even old. They're like pretty recent." And oh. they're and she blamed it on her like social team. Which is we'll just jump right in. She blamed it on her. She blamed it on her social team. And her social team. I'm saying this all in air quotes. Went on TikTok, and it's a black woman. And she was like, "I am her social team. I am a singular person, and I did not post these racist tweets." (laughs)
1: oh These my are god <laughs> oh my god But that i
0: don't crazy. think she can say much more because there's like ndas and like legal oh, conflict but yeah bravo's bravo dismissed her and she's not gonna be on the next season which oh, i'm i really liked the way she approached conflict but then this dirty laundry comes out and i'm like yeah maybe you shouldn't be on the show oh my god
1: Jen, That jenna's dismissed i have a confession yeah Morgan might disown me. I've never watched a single episode of a Real Housewives show. That makes me hurt That's for you. That's not surprising, <laughs> that but it's hurt. it's hurtful, yeah. It is so I don't dislike new. it. I just have not gotten around to it.
2: It's so-
0: That's fine. It's a time commitment.
2: It is, and people, it has such a bad, like, people are, like, my mom is horrified that I watch this stuff. Like, people are like, especially with the work that I do they're like how then how do you do all of this stuff and then sit on the couch and watch Real Housewives I'm like are you kidding it 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 makes me feel so good
1: yeah I guess that's how I am with like the Kardashians like people are like how do you like how do you watch this and I'm like how do you how do you not I'm like maybe that's why you're so wound up all the time exactly yes Yeah.
0: And you gotta start you have to start from the like first season of whatever franchise you go with, because you have to know all of the like back history and drama because it always ends oh up getting brought it's, into a new season. And you like you have to know it's Oh on. my god.
1: We love to see it. Um well, anyways, back to our lovely guest. But no, it was what important. Tangent, really. <laughs> it was important. So um Devin is not only just our wonderful guest, she's a good friend of mine. We met We met during the Aries full moon of last year. That's when we met.
2: Yes, we did. You came to my house, right? Yeah.
1: And the first time I met you, I cried in a great way.
2: That is a theme in my life. Yeah. You
1: were so unfazed by it that you were like, yeah, she needed that.
2: Yeah, you did. I mean, that was a powerful. We did like a little moon ceremony at my house. And it was just three of us. Well, it was four with me. But um, I love those like smaller moments I love like Mm -hmm. sitting in circle with people and just like being intentional I think that we can recharge so much more but it is interesting how just that alone like we did do a lot of like ceremonial work as well but like just sitting in circle and like not having our phones and like just connecting can make people so emotional because we don't do it anymore Mm -hmm. like we're always like multitasking even when we're like sitting down with just one person, like we always have our phone on or like the phone rings and like it it breaks up that energy. So it's like just sitting for even an hour, like without any distractions literally can evoke so much emotion in itself with people I've noticed.
1: Yeah. So true. So true. And you really have to sit and think through your things that we were working through because that Aries full moon was super charged, angry, full moon. Releasing ritual vibes, it was really good. Um, but when we met, yeah. I was like, "This person is wonderful. We're gonna beat each other's lives forever and ever." So, yes,
2: it's mutual.
1: Yes, what a lovely night. I'm. I have FOMO.
2: <laughs> I know. Next time, we'll
1: have to I, know. It. Yes, I know. Yes, please. Next time, maybe Devin can come to Chicago do a Chicago tour. All right. So, like we said, we met at this full moon ritual, Aries full moon, twenty twenty one, an iconic full moon. Um, but tell the hotties a little bit about you because you have a very interesting background.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I so I grew up in a small town in Colorado that's now like pretty well known. But when I was being raised, it was like very much still like out of the way, um, I think that the like being raised in an environment where like nature was so prevalent and like I honestly feel like being outside and nature in general had as much of a hand raising me as like my parents did. Um, and so I grew up in Telluride, Colorado, like holistic um, health was just as accessible if not even more sometimes to like Western medicine. Um, So that's really how, like, energy healing and um, just holistic living in general, like, has been part of my life since I was really young. Um, And then in terms of acting, like, there was nothing else. Like, I was the second your girl could walk or talk, she was like ready to put on a show. I loved being the center of attention. Like two years old, I wanted everyone to like watch me put my leg in the air. Like that was, I would, I would like walk down the, my, my family is from Cape Cod and we would go there for the summer. And like, I would walk down the beach to like all the college kids and at like two or three and be like, can I show you my trick? And my trick was literally just me bending down and sticking my leg up in the air. Like my mom was like, (laughs) I just couldn't be stopped. Like I loved attention. I loved like improv. I was always talking um I had like these two imaginary friends that were truck drivers I can't even believe I'm telling the story called Fred and Frank (laughs) please tell it I had these two imaginary friends Fred and Frank and they had um one of them was like married to this woman named Velma and then the other one went in and out with his relationship um I was five years old just like talking about like you know, people's like relationships and like going deep into stuff. And I always just like loved to improv and loved to be like the center of attention. And from a really young age was dancing and, and in theater. So like in terms of acting, there was never another option for me. It always was like a deep, deep calling. Um, and i never ever thought about doing anything else and i never still have you know like it's it's a really tough career and there are years or months that it it feels really good and you're like okay i'm making it and i'm fucking making money but then there's like the next month you like don't have anything um and so kind of being able to keep the trust in it has definitely been a, a battle but like i know a lot of my friends that are in this career like also have plan B's and for me like even from a young age it was like if I have a plan B then my then that's my plan A you know um so yeah I totally get that yeah that was like it was just very it was I was destined for it I feel like
0: it sounds like you've like always had um like a deep connection with people too like you've always been really invested in relationships like even at two going up to college kids and like having like no second thought about it, just like that relationship. I don't know. It, that yeah. speaks to like kind of your spiritual side, I feel like.
2: Yeah. And I think like my spiritual side was so intense when I was younger. Like I definitely didn't know how to manage and monitor the like emotional aspect that comes with what, you like you said, being very connected to people from a such a young age. Yeah. Relationships were like, I was so interested in the way that people connected. I was so interested in the way that people felt, um, from like very young, but it would also like hugely affect me. Like as a young person, like in a young kid, I had like very intense and big feelings that were really hard to manage. And I also, you know, did have quite a bit of, um negative experiences growing up um, and a lot of childhood trauma that at some point like in my probably early teens I really just shut down and it was like early teens until like my early 20s that I just was like completely turned off like I didn't want anything to do with spirituality I didn't it was really hard for me to have feelings and emotions. Like I literally used to be the girl that was like, I don't remember the last time I cried. And like, I cry like multiple times a day now, (laughs) you know? Like um, (laughs) it really, I did go to this place of like being very angry, I think. And um, not because that anger was so big and I didn't want to like, I didn't want it to take over. I just like shut down entirely.
0: Did you have anyone like in your family Or um, like someone growing up that kind of had the same experiences with spirituality as you that was able to guide you? It kind of sounds like no, um, because you really didn't know how to like harness it.
2: I would say like family-wise, no, I'm definitely the most – I'm the weird one in my family. Like (laughs) my sister thinks I'm so strange and I love – and we have a great relationship, but she's like, please stop talking to me about your feelings. Um my mom is definitely getting more so, but I would say that like a lot of it has been inspired by the work that I am doing. Um I did see a healer, like an energy healer. Like the first person I saw for like therapy was an energy healer. Um and he's in my hometown and he's I still see him like once a year. He's been an amazing like source of um like a guide for me to be honest. But I would say like no, but I would like someone that's like consistently there for me to learn from. Not really. But when I was twenty three, I was like in a nightmare of a place. And that's really when I was like, Okay, I need I need to figure out how to get better and heal and like There's got to be a different way to live life. And that's when I dove into like the community and and I went to school and I found like a teacher and that type of stuff. So at 23, yes, I had a lot of people to look at.
1: So I'm actually kind of surprised to hear that your spirituality wasn't influenced by your parents. So like, how did that exactly come about? Because just from meeting you, I totally assumed that you were just like brought up that way. And that was the Mm -hmm. vibe. So, like, where did you first get that, like, first, I guess, like, first touch into spirituality?
2: Um, I don't remember, like, who, like, a physical person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always remember having, like, that feeling. And when I was younger, it really, like I said, it really scared me. Like, I felt, like, I don't know, like, and this sounds so out there, but, like, be sometimes I would like go out into the woods. Cause like we literally lived. So we live like in a box mm-hmm. Canyon, like there's just mountains and woods everywhere. So like to play, you would like go venture in the woods. And sometimes I would go out into the woods and it, it, like I could feel the energy of the trees and like the, like it was so overwhelming and uncomfortable for me that I, I, it gave me a lot of anxiety at a young age. Um, To be completely, like, transparent and honest, I think that I gravitated towards it in order to um, separate myself a little bit from my family. Like, I do. I have a wonderful connection with my mom and my sister. um, But we did go through, like, a a tough time, you know. And my Mm -hmm. parents um, struggle and have struggled with things growing up, you know. I I don't want to, like, speak their – I don't want to speak for them or anything. But to me, it was like I needed to distance myself in some way, just like emotionally. And um, that was kind of like how I found a little bit of separation. Okay, so you-,
0: you you kind of like transform your life at 23. Um, yeah. So talk to us about the founding of the Oracle's Daughters. When did that come into play? And how big of a part in your life is that now? Do you consider that your plan B? Like you mentioned, like it could be like your plan B for actors. Do you consider that your plan B or is that like a plan A for you?
2: I think they're intertwined and I think that I'm just now learning how to intertwine them. Like the end of last year into this year, um, it's a huge part of my life, but it it has grown. I, like I would say, it's it really started to grow last year and now it's mm-hmm. like part of my daily life. Um, yeah at 23 like i was really really deep in an eating disorder and like i was oh so aware of the fact that the people that i was interacting in my life especially like relation wise like relationship wise was like the same people in different bodies and i was like what this like, there's something to this, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm attracting people that, like, I don't necessarily as a human being like that much, but, like, I'm, but, like, my soul is taking me to them. And so I also, I literally, like, remember a morning that I woke up and was like, it's not normal, one, that, like, this is a constant in my life. Like, the people in my life are, like, so volatile. And then two, that like, I'm so deep in this eating disorder that I don't even have like feelings about it anymore. Like, like I was like, I'm treating my body so negatively Mm -hmm. that I don't even think it's like a second nature now. And I was like, this can't be it, you know? So I, that my, I have a very, very close friend, um, who I call my sister and I, her and I moved out to LA together when I was 21 or 22. Um, and we lived together and we like jumped into this journey together. And so her and I found a went to a school in LA that initially I started this whole process at 23 for myself. Like I needed, I literally was like, I have to figure out a different way to live my life. There has to be more meaning to this. I was like unconscious, but I knew that the things that I was doing was blocking me from like reaching career goals that I had. Um, You know, I just, I was like aware that this was a negative experience in my life. So the start of energy healing in general was like, how do I heal myself? I never had any intention of like being that for other people. And then with Oracle's Daughters, it had been a few years that I had been, like, doing this work on my own, and I absolutely noticed a difference. Like, I attracted completely different people. My career, like, the opportunities that I was trying to have for years and years were happening, like, like so easy. Um, and, like, my living situation was different. My finances were different. And then my sister, Morgaine, um, who was also in this kind of journey with me, we both were like, we started Oracle's Daughters. She started it with me originally. Um, We started it because there was this, this gap in the energy healing community that I was so aware of really quick. And it felt like the energy healing community, like the Western modern version of it was like very inaccessible in terms of like, financially like you know mm-hmm. a lot like i said and like retreats like the whole retreat idea was, is very still very strange to me um like it, and then also just in terms of language like if you try and bring to someone who's never tapped into any of this and you're like you know i have to do the work and like tap into feel the energy of like the people around you and feel the energy of the car and feel the energy of the food you're eating like no one is going to connect with that you know what i mean yes and like i don't want i don't think everyone needs to be as deep in it as i am but i do know that even like an adding an ounce of any of this work to your life will absolutely change it mm-hmm. and so starting oracles daughters was about making it accessible both financially but also like the rhetoric behind it. Like I wanted someone who never had experienced this stuff to feel safe enough to experience it with me and more gain. Um, And so we started literally on our porch, we started doing like moon ceremonies, new moon and full moon. And that's kind of like where it developed was that was in that space. I think that's so amazing
0: because for me, I've always felt really drawn to the spiritual world, but I love that you call it like, you know, tapping into the petty. You can still be petty um, because I feel like so much of like the traditional spiritual world is just like, you have to be very buttoned up. You have to be accepting Mm -hmm. of everyone and everyone's traditions. And um, Mm -hmm. you can't really like disagree sometimes or like – it just, it does feel inaccessible. And, and I felt like I couldn't be my true authentic self and call myself, you know, kind of like spiritual in that way. But I love totally. that you're making that accessible. And I, I feel like there's kind of like this new wave of astrology and spiritual healing that is allowing people to to do that. Um, like Aliza Kelly's an astrologer that like swears. And when she does her readings and it's just, it feels like, okay, yeah, like this is, this is someone I can relate to and someone who understands like my generation or the way that I approach spiritual healing. So I think that's amazing that you kind of, you do yeah. the gap and you're trying to fill it.
2: Totally. I mean, it's exactly, that's exactly what, that's like a huge reason I didn't dive full force into this like life or into integrating spirituality into my life is because I was like, I watch Real Housewives. I talk, you know, I can, I can talk shit with the best of them for the longest freaking time. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I have big feelings. I like, you know, it felt like I was being the opposite of what I was told spirituality was. And like you said, the like picture that people had painted, like always wearing white and like, you know, just like, so calm and they talk so slow and soft and like everything is I was like the fuck is this you know like this is so uncomfortable um and so I really wanted like I wanted people like you to to be like I can live a completely normal life like in terms of living in this modern world but I can also like make things feel better for myself
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's why I was so, like, connected to you instantly because we are the same. And, like, I recently got kind of in touch with my spirituality after leaving a very toxic situation around age 24. And, like, yes, I have my insane crystals and I, like, burning my incense and whatnot but like the kardashians are also on the tv and like lady gaga is blasting through the house (laughs) yeah
2: yes yes it's a balance you know i think also like i i think that there is especially when you get deeper into the spiritual community there is this unspoken and sometimes spoken rhetoric of like Um, removing the like the human experience, like becoming bigger than the human experience. And that is so confusing to me, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, if we are saying that we chose this life, like I, you know, a lot of like, my belief is that I literally chose this path, I chose my parents, I chose the whole story, in order to come here and like, learn a specific lesson or give specific, you know, have a specific presence in this, in this life. Like if we're saying that we chose that, why is the goal to be like, to not like, to get above having human experiences, you know, to get above having road rage, to get above having like wanting to watch reality TV. Like it's, it, that is so strange to me. It's Mm -hmm. like, we literally chose to be human. So why are we trying to like pretend like the, the, the most enlightened people are like above the human experience?
1: Yes, so true. It's not just like meditating on a mountain for six weeks. No. Like, I'm, I'm, spir- I'm spiritual AF, and I will be blacking out in Mykonos. <laughs> everyone's gonna feel better after. If you think after. I'm going,
0: if you think I'm going to Mykonos to not explore and travel and eat and just to sit on, a, literally to sit on a mountain and like pray to the clouds, it's just like not gonna happen. If I'm gonna spend yeah, the money yeah. to go to Mykonos, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna do Mykonos right. That's
1: right. Oh my
0: god, I love it.
1: Yes, and that's the spirit of the Oracle's daughters. What I also love about it is, you know, most of my friends are pretty like pretty much on my page, but some of them they do think I'm like weird as hell for sure. They're like, yeah. Oh, there's there's CC in her rocks, like whatever. <laughs> but I will send them stuff from your page and they'll be like Okay, usually like horoscopes are so vague where it's like they can kind of apply to anyone, but you're not scared to get specific and they do resonate, but they're also very, like you said, approachable, like you're not using like these big words or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not vague, like it's just very, it's just like you're talking to a friend. It's wonderful.
2: I'm so that that means so much for me to hear and that's exactly like my intention in writing them I think also like in terms of getting specific there's sometimes I write horoscopes and I'm like because it's not me writing it you know like it really is a channel and like sometimes I'm literally writing it and I'm like can it's coming through and I'm like I can't say that and then then I'm just like my fingers like yes you can type it out and I'm like this is so (laughs) weird like this is way too specific but I also will say like a huge also another part of Oracle's daughters is like, I've noticed in and I talk about toxic spirituality, there's it's it's toxic in so many ways. But the biggest one for me was noticing like the negative connotation around a lot of it right now. like, The negative um, aspect of retrogrades or like when people talk about Saturn returns, it's always like it's coming in and it's going to fucking annihilate your life and you're going to lose the person you love and you're going to lose the place that you love. And the retrograde is here to like make you argue with people and not be able to like it like it really is so shocking to me. The amount of huge accounts right now that a lot of their messages, the underlying emotion and the underlying thought that's being given is a negative one mm-hmm. and they like, like play into like
0: the, the the human
2: like fear
0: they play mm-hmm. into fear it, and then that's how they absolutely. capitalize and grow on it it's sad
2: absolutely and I think for me like you know I really struggle with anx- primarily anxiety like I have just from a very young age and, and through my 20s like just would have crippling anxiety and i noticed that as i dove into this community like there was aspects of it that were so calming for me and so grounding and then when i would see stuff like that it would like induce my anxiety immediately Mm -hmm. and i was like this there's this doesn't make sense so like honestly starting to write the tarot scopes when i did them was because every single time i would read your february horoscope or your february tarot scope whatever it is like I would feel sick afterwards and anxious because they were like always very negative. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like, I was like, can I look at a retrograde period and, and find the positive in it and like use this period as such a benefit for me. And the reality is you absolutely can. Like the universe is, if we're here to say that the universe is like not a, Punishing universe, then what? Then why would you say that retrogrades, these like two month, three month long periods, are here to like fuck up your life? Like I would rather tell someone or help someone see the ways that like a retrograde will come in and uncover the stuff that needs to be uncovered, not because it's going to hurt you to lose it, but because it's going to benefit you to be able to realize that this aspect of your life isn't you're not aligned with it anymore, and how exciting and how like. Um, freeing is it going to be for you to be able to identify that in this period and move towards something that feels more connected, you know?
0: Totally. Totally. Okay. Speaking of the tarot scopes, um, what's your tarot spread for 2022? Can you share it with us? What's like? Do you have like a process (laughs) when you go into pulling cards? What does it all mean?
2: I'm so excited for for this. I did my own
0: personal tarot pull (laughs) for 2022. And it's a little chaotic in the first half, but then it really like brightens okay. up around June. So I want to see if that falls in line with what you've pulled. <laughs> I love that you did that.
2: Um. So yeah, like I, my process, I think the first thing for me is like, I never pull if I am If I feel my ego or my, like, if I feel ego, anxiety, or any sort of fear, I just won't pull, not even like for myself, but for other people. Like if my, if I wake up and I feel super hard to get out of the human ego mind, like I will not pull that day. So for me, like the first part of my process is really just like opening myself up um, and being able to feel like a flow in my body. Um, I pull so many cards, like there's times, like when I did, I did a lot of, um, personal read, like 2022 personal reads. And for those, I tried to minimize the cards because I think a lot of times people pull way too many cards and that's when it begins to get confusing. Like you can do an incredible spread with three cards mm-hmm. and that's it. And what if you do the three cards and you've gotten like three messages from it, sit with it you know, like, wait, look at the cards, look at the way they talk to each other. Um, I think that oftentimes people pull way too many cards, but for the full read, like for the full year, I pulled a good amount and I did it over a long period of time. Um, But I also noticed in other people's reads, what was recurring cards. And there were quite a few recurring cards. So I'll just say like, I'm not going to go into the specific cards, but I'll just go into like what I'm seeing. And like the first thing that I'm definitely seeing is like, this is a year of being in flow, you know, like it is the year of the water tiger. And that has a lot of um, presence throughout the year. And I mean that by saying you have two choices. I mean, you always have choices in life, but like this year will benefit you. If you learn how to like really give into the flow, the re- living in resistance at any point this year is really going to negatively affect you. Not like that. It's going to, you know, mess up the trajectory of your life, but it won't bring the abundance and possibilities that there are this year. Um, So let me pull out my notes really quick, real quick. We should
0: probably explain what tarot is because oh, we're coming yeah. from it from we're coming from it from a place of all of us knowing what it is but i'm sure yeah. yeah. we who... i forgot that's a good
1: point <laughs> i forgot about that too yeah so sorry give us Hatties, a- if you
0: don't know what tarot is we'll give you a
1: quick crash course yes give us a quick tarot 101 <laughs>
2: oh my god okay quick tarot 101 so there it's a simplify it it's a deck of cards they're ancient is how i mean they there's a lot of history but about like where they came from and um that's different based on who says, and I think it can cause a lot of uproar. So I'm not going to go into that, Um, but it's a deck of cards. There's four suits that represent the um, like earth, fire, um, air and water. And then there are the, the major arc. Those are the minor arcana. And then there are the major arcana. And so the minor arcana are, can, um, represent more of like the energy of like day to day and week to week. And the mi- major arcana really comes in and tells you like, this is a, this will be a theme. This will be a pillar. Like, this is a, this is a, not a message you can overlook. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be used in so many different ways. I think a lot of people use them to, I think using tarot to connect with yourself is a beautiful way to start. I think, um, wait until you feel really connected to spirit in general to read for like your future or anyone else's. When I first started tarot, I didn't read for anyone for over a year, Mm -hmm. like never. And people would ask and I would be like, nope, like I don't, I'm not ready. Um, But yeah, they're, they're cards that I think the way that I engage with tarot is really just about reading energy and reading the energy around you currently and then what that is in in what that could potentially bring into your future. I think the wonderful aspect about tarot is that it, I, especially when I read, I always say to you, okay, like if this doesn't feel good, let's talk about how to remove yourself from this energy so that this, the cards that are talking about the future here, we can shift them and we can change them. Um, I think I, have a bone to pick with a lot of psychics being like this is your future um because first and foremost telling a fire sign what's gonna happen like watch me bitch you know what I mean I'll do the opposite um and that's what free will is you know what I mean so like mm-hmm. we all have the power of free will I can give it you a read and say this is the energy that you're working with if you continue with this energy it's either gonna happen this way if, or if that doesn't feel good to you let's talk about how to navigate it and, and, and change it um, I really use tarot to do a lot of inner work and inner healing rather than like when people come to me and they're like when am I going to meet my soulmate I'm like okay we, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about first you know what I mean <laughs> I'd rather yeah. talk about like the inner what it means internally for you and what the energy inside and what we can shift internally in order to have the external shift as well
1: yeah, I love that explanation because I think a lot of people who aren't as familiar—and this is no shade—but they just assume that tarot is kind of like a magic eight ball, and it's, <laughs> yes. and it's totally, oh it's God. totally not that. You know, it's totally. it's much more than that. So that's why the yeah, when am I going to sure. meet my soulmate? Is if that's what you're looking for out of tarot, you're you're in the wrong place, honey.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Like that's I mean, when I first got into energy healing, I didn't like tarot. Mm -hmm. which is hysterical because now it's like my probably my main form but I was just like that is so weird that some cards are gonna like try and tell me what's gonna happen and I think that there are a lot of people especially in toxic spirituality that are like come my cards will show you like the future and it that to me is like that blurs some lines you Mm -hmm. know um Thank you for that
0: explanation. Hopefully that was helpful for you, Hatties.
2: (laughs) So like I said, um, this is definitely the year of flow, like being in flow. And I think that the people there, especially when I read, I see a pretty clear distinction between people who have already started doing, and this is an overused phrase, but the work. And that just really means like, to me, I, when I explain doing the work, it's, shifting your mindset from looking at external problems and shifting it to look at like what internal thoughts or programs or beliefs could be affecting the way that my external life mirrors back to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of what I, the work that I talk about is, is about programs and belief systems. And like, we all have a multiple subconscious belief systems that like our brain is you know, t- telling these stories to us all day, every night, you know what I mean? That, And a lot of these stories are developed in childhood. You know what I mean? So like if you, um, you know, grew up with in poverty or grew up without a lot of money or grew up in a tumultuous home, like you didn't see a lot of healthy relationships, a lot of the programmings that you'll be dealing with as an adult are from those early childhood experiences and they can really negatively affect the way that you then engage with money or engage with relationships. Um, and so a, for me, a lot of doing the work is about taking the accountability of, like, okay, what is my story that I keep telling myself? And how could that be bringing an experience that I no longer want to have? Um, and that's not about like blaming the victim, you know, like I think that's a completely different story, but I do think that. The, the most beneficial thing anyone can do is pull themselves out of the victim mindset and the victim mentality and really look at the ways that they could be affecting what's happening in their life. You know what I mean? And it's, it could be as simple as just like a belief system. So sorry, that was a tangent. <laughs> um, but in terms of this year, like there is a, a huge opportunity for like financial shifts are a big thing this year and it will take throughout the year but there are a lot of people that will have began this year in more debt and feeling that lack mentality than they've ever been in and then they'll finish this year like radically different and a lot of the ways that you'll see that change is through conscious businesses like there's going to be that's already starting to happen but like there's definitely going to be a um like boom of conscious businesses starting and by conscious businesses i mean essentially like starting something not with your own interest at like at the at the beginning like you're not starting for yourself you're not starting for your finances you're not starting so that you have a certain success or accolade like it's starting a business with really the intention of being somewhat helpful to other people and that doesn't mean you have to be like a charity person it doesn't mean that you have to like do tarot or energy healing or whatever. Like it can literally be like people starting fashion lines with the intention of making people feel good in their bodies. People starting, you know, like fashion lines with actually representing the collective bodies, you know, the different body types. Um, So there's definitely going to be like people that are moving towards taking the risk of, of doing conscious businesses will definitely benefit. Um, and there will definitely be like, that will be a big theme throughout the year. Um, I will say like, there is some removal aspects to this light, to this year, like, and that's not in a, a scary or negative way. It's just like, if you aren't already in the practice of, being in the flow and in the practice of like really tapping into yourself on a daily basis, like living intentionally is your most powerful tool this year. And by that, it just means like you cannot be on autopilot. I would my biggest, my biggest, biggest, biggest thing and advice to give to anyone if you took anything from this (laughs) podcast is like, Having a daily practice where you check in with yourself, it can be three minutes. It does not have to be an hour long morning routine, but like ch- tapping into your body, like really being intentional about your heart space, having that open, having that clear, really being intentional, like tapping into your root chakra that's just at the base of your belly for people that don't know. Like having three minutes a day where you're like, I'm not going to think about the outside physical world, I'm not going to think about like look at myself from the ego, I'm really going to come from inside out and just really tap in with myself. Like that is your most powerful tool because that practice alone will help align you with people and situations and careers that are going to feel going to have a lot more abundance opportunity to them. Um, Okay. So then the second, another huge theme is this idea of slowing down to speed up. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: We are like, and I think this has been coming for a few years, but um, you know, and we really saw this with 2020, but like we all have our heads down and none of us have time to do anything. Like we're multitasking, especially the feminine. We're multitasking everything at once. We're doing so many things. We're checking off boxes. Um, We're being everything for everyone you know what I mean? And this is when I say feminine and masculine, it's not gender related whatsoever. We all have both in us, but there's definitely like the feminine is definitely coming to a place of being like, I have to have slow moments. I have to pull out, like get, be very intentional with what you take in your life and be very Mm -hmm. intentional with um, who, who, and what you choose. Like the doing it all is not, it this year. It's not it. It's a one like a lot of people are just naturally gonna stop doing that. A lot of people are naturally gonna say, like turn down job opportunities, turn down relationships. Um a lot of friendships are definitely gonna shift throughout the year. And that's really just with the intention of like I need to slow down my life and I need to have moments of stillness and I need to care about how I like feeling good. Like that needs to be a priority for me. And in doing that, in, in being like, okay, doing the radical thing, which our society is so against of like, I'm gonna take it a step slower. You, a lot of people will then see that that actually greatly benefits them. So a lot of their manifestations that they've been working on for years and years and like racing to get to instead of racing and taking a moment to pause and just literally turning direction and walking slowly, things will happen very, very fast for them. Um, And I I think alongside that, a lot of people, especially like relationship wise, and when I say relationship, it's never just romantic. I think that we um, don't have a very good practice of realizing how important all relationships are. Mm -hmm. And that's positive and negative. Like if you have a friend group that you've had forever, that just doesn't make you feel aligned doesn't make you feel good when you're around them you feel drained like maybe you have different belief systems um that's just as harmful as being in a relationship with someone that you know makes you feel the same way so like all relationships are very very important that we'll notice throughout the year but like we there will definitely be people being able to separate themselves from codependency and that means just like the understanding that in order the best love that you can ever give is going to come if you give it to yourself first, like I'm going to choose me and in return, that's going to make me better for you instead of like a lot of us, and especially the feminine. And I relate to this so much of like, for me in relationships though, I was always like, how can I support you? How can I be there for you? And I have learned so much that the best way I can be present for anyone. And the best love that I can ever give is when I choose myself first. And when I'm like a little bit selfish, you know what I mean?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because if you are not a little bit selfish, then you're just, you're fucking drained and you're not going to be even any fun in a group setting. It just doesn't work like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. So that's like, I mean, being able to, um, well, I guess just like allowing yourself to go into that mindset is going to have major shifts for you. So we will see a lot of people like a lot of friendships changing, um, relationships shifting for sure. Um, and I think a lot of people, there is a separation in that there are people that have already kind of begun to do this work, and those people will feel the shifts pretty soon. Like the month of February Holy shit. It is so, so powerful for manifestation.
1: Man, like, I'm feeling you know, that I'm, personally right now.
2: <laughs> yes. It is like it is this is the most powerful month that we have ever had, probably in our lifetime. Like yeah. and that doesn't mean that a lot of people will see those shifts. I mean, some people like for you, CC, you, you're already seeing those Like you're already having things happen for you. But for a lot of people, this is like foundational, right? Like this is Mm -hmm. be so intentional, be so intentional, be so intentional with your time, with what you think. Like this is definitely the month to start new practices, to bring in ritual. If you have nothing to do with like tarot and spirituality, but it's interesting to you, like this is a wonderful month to tap into it and, and see what, how it can benefit you because a lot of the roots and the groundwork that you lay throughout this month will like throw you for the next th- throughout the, the year. And that means like in a positive way, like it will, you will see like rapid changes and things will happen for you in a way that doesn't feel like you have to reach outside of yourself to grab it. Like there's no banging on doors this year. There's a lot of like being able to feel confident and empowered enough to stand still and be like, no bitch, you come to me. You know what I mean?
1: Yes.
0: Of that, what you just said, because I feel like it ties all of those themes together. It just kind of like sitting back and tuning into the universe and moving forward with the universe, like tapping into the universe and what it's telling you, and being Mm -hmm. able to pivot what you're doing and just and listen and follow. That's that's what I'm like getting from this reading.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean that's exactly it, and it's also like you know this. If I if I were to put like a, a button on this what this whole year in the read a lot of like what I pulled especially the theme of other reading for so many other people like I did a lot of personal reads and like mm-hmm. the overall arcing the overarching theme is like doing what I, I guess it's radical because this is our, our society has made it so but doing the radical decision of choosing yourself over everything else. And that can affect very small things. Like it could change your career path. It could make you have like a much more abundant career, but it could also be the sense of like, there are people that are going to be like, I'm doing, I, this is not serving me. Like this part of my life, this part of my life, this part of my life is not working for me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do this radical thing of like com- deciding something completely different. And I think that we will see like a lot of people who close this year with the feeling of like, wow, I'm on a completely different path or the path, you know, it, it can be like a completely different trajectory. It could also be like, there are people for me, like who have had cr- the same career goals their whole life, who felt like they were in one part of their life for so long, for so long, for so long. And that they will have jumped like three milestones throughout this year. And it really will all happen not from doing outside work, but from doing internal like checking in and internal um just moments of being able to like connect with yourself.
0: You know? Noted. This is <laughs> Noted. the year I go to therapy. Got it. Right. Oh my
1: God.
2: Yes. <laughs> fucking. Yes. So,
1: I will just want to say personal anecdote. I had like my Capricorn moon, the Virgo rising. I'm such a fucking planner. Like, a control freak planner, right? So I had this grand plan, probably started like December of last year. And I was just like so exhausted trying to do all my goals or whatever. And so I was like, you know what? I want all these things. I'm f- exhausted. There's nothing wrong with what's going on right now. So I'm just going to each day have the most fun I possibly can, be the happiest I possibly can, check in with myself regularly. And then in a matter of, and Morgan was there every step of the way, in five days, my entire life changed.
2: I love that. (laughs) It is no exaggeration,
1: five days.
2: And that's it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that is is literally it. And that's why like you can, you know, when I said that there are two types of people, like you are for sure in the group of that has already been doing this work. Because Mm -hmm. I resonate with some of most, a lot of what you're saying so much of like, having the the, like when you are working yourself sick because you want something so bad whether that's career relationship a place to live finances like when you are whittling yourself down to the bone because you want this thing so bad and that's true that passion that fire that that feeling that you have yes you do want that that is aligned with you Mm -hmm. but like this year is going to be about exactly what you just said being like, you know what, I do want this thing and why the fuck should I not have it? But also in order to have it, I'm not I I cannot receive it when I'm in the energy of feeling completely depleted by life. Yes. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, like my advice to people would be like, okay, that life that you're desiring, that person that you wanting to be, think of the energy that they have. Like how do they go about their life? What do they feel like? Mm -hmm. And integrate some of that into your life currently because you cannot attract a positive situation from a negative standpoint. Do you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Yes, you're like two in your head about it then because you're still at that point like really thinking about what you are lacking.
0: Yes, yes. I had um, a psychic reading in March of 2021 Yes, and I and she told me you I know that you're a planner. I can see that, but you need to like stop and you need to start letting go. And I think my work on letting go in the last year totally prepped me for this year because now I'm way less of a of the planner that I used to be. I still plan, but I'm I don't let it dictate my entire everyday life and I think that that lesson last year is prepping me for this year. So I've been doing the work. I'm trying to yes. let go. And now this year is all about just going with the flow.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yes. I love that.
1: Let so go that and let like goddesses.
2: Yeah. Fuck yeah. I like that.
1: <laughs> okay. Collab merch, Wait, oracles, daughters, <laughs> and not a hot take. Yes. <laughs>
0: Please. Oh my God. I'd wear the fuck out of that. <laughs> okay. So should we get into some hot mail Because we have – so many fun questions
1: you've got mail and i I
0: really want to know the answer to these yes
1: people ask fun questions um first one i kind of split these into like acting first then spirituality second so what is your dream acting role it can be one that already exists or one that you want to like make up
2: um oh this is such a good question like the broad answer is my like my dream acting situation is doing anything that terrifies me. You know, like I, the reason I want to act is like, I want it to make me feel uh, inadequate. Like, and that's a weird thing to say. Like when I get a role and it makes me be like, I don't know, like I can't do this. I cannot tap in. I don't know who this is. I don't understand how they would work. Like anything that makes my human experience feel like scared that's what I love but like I will say that watching like Villanelle on the killing I don't know if, or no I'm not the killing what On is, killing Eve killing Eve oh my god switch them up watching Villanelle on killing Eve <laughs> like I was like there's this scene oh god I think it's like I love or,
0: killing Eve so much that's a recommendation for any Hattie who hasn't oh watched my it god. yet oh my god it's
2: unreal but she and I'm not gonna spoil anything for who hasn't seen it but there is this scene that she's like talking to this guy and just the her manner and like the way that she could speak, and then she fucking backhanded him with this book. And it was like this level of power that I was like, I if I got that role, I would I would be like, Okay, I can quit. <laughs> because like she does like the role has so much variety to it. I think that's mm-hmm. also incredible. Like, I don't want to play someone who it's really easy and it's just like one emotion or two emotions. Like the fact that she has so much range is definitely a goal for me.
0: That acting performance in all seasons. What's her name? Jodie Comer. Yeah. Um, It doesn't even feel like she's acting. It feels like she's actually the character. And I feel like lately, it's just so rare, and so yeah, I think that's awesome. I like, I like that. That's your answer. Are you yeah. a method actor? Do you like slip into the mindset and like change your life around a character, or um, not so much?
2: So it's so interesting, like. Okay. I have to tell this experience. I went to drama school in London. I went to an incredible school. It's a conservatory called Rose Bruford and there's seven, I think there were 17 of us. It's really small. It's a really, really intense conservatories are meant to be like very like intense. Um, and on like, I think it was in the first week we did this exercise with our teacher. He made us, he like dimmed the lights and we like, were just getting to know each other. He like dimmed the lights. He'd like pick a partner, sit next to each other. And like, I can barely remember it, but it was like, he was like, okay. He started off really slow. Of like tell this person, share this experience, type of experience with a person. And you would tell them like a personal experience. And it got to the point where he was like, share like your most intense, like private experience. And like this room of like young, like I think I was like 17, 18, like all of us are like crying, (laughs) like telling our like childhood trauma, like so passionate and it was like, you know, so intense. And then literally in the height of it, he flips the lights on and he was like, we're never gonna fucking do that type of shit again. Like if you, if you can't get us, if you cannot take a script be given a script and tap into that role, Via the words and via your like talent and your ability to know how to like y- do this as a job. like if you need your feelings to do a role, then you need to not call yourself an actor. And like, I think that that is a very intense way of thinking about it. I love him so much, and he's like, you know, Steve Dyke's shout out. Um, he really is like so influential for me as an actor, but I will say that I have found a balance. I think mm-hmm. method acting, I don't love I think it is strange to me I'm like why do you need to like live your life as this person in order like art I am like are you acting you know mm-hmm. but I will say um that yeah it a roles greatly affect me and I do feel their feelings so like I finding a balance is, is really important for me but I want to intellectually enter a role before I emotionally enter it does that make sense
0: so that kind of ties into the next question, um, which is how does your spirituality come into play when you act? If so, if it does come into play, how does it help or hinder your immersion of the role?
2: Oh my God, that's so good. I would say it does. I mean, it definitely affects. And I would say that sometimes it does negatively affect. There is, I had one experience playing a role. Um, it was my first time doing a lead in a film, and it was happening simultaneously of me in a really um, unhealthy part of my life. And the role was also very dark and unhealthy. And I would say I allowed the like negative aspect of that experience and that character's experience to really affect me. And I would Mm -hmm. say that I used spirituality to help pull me out of that role after we had wrapped. Because what I noticed is like from wrapping that, you know, when we finished filming and when we were done for like a while after I could, I was like feeling uncomfortable. I was like, I'm Devin, but then I could feel her, like I was like, get, things were getting blurred. And so I really used my connection with spirituality to sever that relationship with her, the character I was playing. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Like I, it's hard because you're saying goodbye to something that you'll never see again. You know what I mean? Like I'll never play that character again. I'll never have her again. And there are aspects of her that I really, really loved, um, And she taught me a lot, but it was like, our relationship has to end and I need to cut this cord. So I would say spirituality has a huge um, aspect of separating me from the character. It, when it comes to a character, I ask myself questions. Like when I get a character, the first thing I do is, I mean, to be honest, the first thing I do is think about what kind of music they like, because music really helps me get into my body. Um, I and love once that. I, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Once I, find, once I find like their style, I'll play that music um, and really, like, move myself into their body, like, literally, just physically. How do I, I'm a dancer before anything else. So, like, getting into my body and seeing how they move, and like, what part of the body do they lead with um, when they walk? How when they're standing, like, how do I? How would they hold themselves standing? Are they shy? Whatever, like, are they uncomfortable with their body? Anything like that? Those are like the first things when I'm playing a, a really intense character. Those are the ones that I go to first, and then it's asking the question of like do they have a connection with spirituality and i think it's really cool for me to play a character who doesn't because then it's like how do i mistrust this thing that is like so important in devin's life like how mm-hmm. do i integrate not having a connection with it um, so i think it doesn't it probably would never negatively affect me i think i can use it in so many different ways of like helping me get out of a character but also Giving me like the safety when I am inside of one.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> so interesting. I think acting is so interesting. Like I I just read an article recently that Sydney Sweeney, um, when she gets a new character, she writes a book about their life. Like she oh literally gosh. writes oh, from yeah. like when they were born to like now. God, so I love her. So that's so interesting. I like that you like you find out what music. Cause that's so true. Music is like mm-hmm. that for me too. It's just like so much of your identity. So yeah, very
1: interesting. That is cool because everybody's everybody's playlists look different, you know.
2: Yeah, totally. True. That's <laughs> totally. really
1: cool. I love that. Um, so moving on to astrology stuff. So what is your sign, and how well do you think you relate to it?
2: Oh my god, <laughs> I'm a triple fire sign. I'm a Sagittarius sun, Sag rising, and I'm an Aries moon. Um, very intense. <laughs> when I found out my sign, I was with my partner who I'm with now and I literally texted him and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I understand like when we, <laughs> because like when I <laughs> fight or when I feel things, it is like I am like genuinely throwing fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I would say I relate so much to being a Sagittarius, like the free nature. Like I move places on a whim. I like, I do not like to feel tied down. That is like my main thing. Um, You know, I'm like, I need freedom. I need freedom of expression, like physical freedom, all of it. Like I just, I'm very like passionate and on a whim. I would say like, I definitely also resonate with the Aries moon in the intensity of like emotionally, how I connect with people and how I relate to people. I don't, I like cannot have um, casual conversations. They literally make me feel sick inside. <laughs> like, like I, there's nothing I would rather like nothing less that I would rather do than like go out to a bar or restaurant or some people and just like have surface level conversations like that drains me so much faster than talking to someone about their trauma it's so Mm -hmm. weird like like there are times when I'm talking to people and inside my head I'm like oh my god like is this what they do like do they need me to keep and I'm literally like how do I respond to you like it's so it's out of my character so I would say I definitely relate to it there are aspects of my chart that confuse the hell out of me like my Venus and my Mars um, I, I've read the breakdown of them and I'm like something something's wrong. <laughs> like something <laughs> is something is off. Like I, this doesn't it doesn't relate at all. So, you know,
1: can you tell say, us like, what they can you tell us what they are? My,
2: yeah, my Venus is in Capricorn and my Mercury is in Cancer. Um And by the way,
0: the, Venus is like your romance like the way you approach romanticism and romantics and Mercury is you the way you communicate for people you yes. don't know.
2: Um I would say a lot of times like I also think your moon sign really like if in terms of compatibility like jump over the sun sign and go to the the moon sign is actually way more important Mm -hmm. um but yeah Venus is like love Capricorn like I just there's no aspect of Capricorn that I relate to like I, I just cannot figure it out it just makes no sense to me there was like one part primarily of reading about Venus and Capricorn that was like you won't like I have to feel security. Like I have to feel like someone is like, I'm safe and secure and nothing is gonna change in order for me to like be open with someone. And I was like, I like, it was like, I was like, what does that even mean? Like, like that is, I am not that person at all. Like I, 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 that confused the hell out of me. And then cancer, I guess, mercury and cancer, like, yeah, that it was a lot about like softer talking and like being, um, not liking confrontation, like, Please, your girl, my I'm from a Boston Irish family. Okay. We She will confront uh, the you. Way we, the way we communicate is confrontational. You know what I mean? Like you come to our dinner and we are screaming over each other. Like everyone is like shouting and everything's throwing. So I'm like, I don't know what that means. But
0: yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, the last question is a silly, goofy question from um, former Not A Hot Take guest, Shelb, and she wants to know what your perfect baked potato is. So what are you putting (laughs) on your baked potato?
1: Yeah, I don't know if you listened to the episode, but like we are at like – frozen yogurt style baked potato place like toppings to the ceiling no weight limit anything you want as much as you want no
0: one's judging you they have every single product you could dream of there's no Uh limitation they'll ship it in from alaska if they need to yes this is incredible
2: i love this because i went to school i went to college in london and like no shade they have really good indian food no shade to london Mm -hmm. and and the united in uk but like um, their food is not very good. <laughs> like, it's just not my vibe. And I like I'm like a person that needs like so much flavor. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be like dripping in the sauce. I want all of the extra sauce. Mm-hmm. So I primarily for three years lived off of baked potatoes and cereal. Um, I literally had a baked potato like four times a week. And I haven't had one since because I probably like overdose on baked potatoes, but I would do like I would bake the potato and then i would put so much fucking butter like i wanted okay i also wanted to like i'm like visualizing this mm-hmm. i wanted to slice the potato like once you slice it in long ways mm-hmm. okay then i would slice inside of it like multiple times and put like slices of butter in those so that the butter is literally oozing yes you yes. know what i'm saying then You're i would my language <laughs> <laughs> then i would pile that bitch with cheese like we're talking over uh, it didn't really matter to me, but I don't love cheddar. I like white cheddar. Oh, yeah. But okay. I don't like the the orange one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but it was always like it was always shredded cheese in a bag, you know, because mm-hmm. she melts the best. This is before I didn't eat dairy. Um, and then I threw that. I threw it back in the oven and waited until the cheese was like crispy so good and then you're oh and then i'd go to town and that was it it's pretty simple but um mm-hmm. dripping in the basic and bitch yeah, yeah. I'm a simple yeah, but like a that's what we'll call it. it but like
1: elevated
2: yeah the hottest yeah. basic
1: bitch yeah. at the starbucks Yes, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah that's, that's right. her that. <laughs> that's her
1: all right love that answer let's do our rapid fire hot or nots. the spirit of these is like everybody just lists three things and the other two respond hot or not we don't like to elaborate. Sometimes we do if it gets wild, but the point is it's supposed to be quick. Um, who wants okay. to go first? I can. Okay.
0: Okay. Ready?
1: hmm Daily horoscopes.
2: Okay. This is, <laughs> this is weird for me to say this, but I'm going to say not.
1: I was going to say not to.
2: Daily? Okay. That what is, is th- overwhelming. <laughs>
1: No, daily yeah. is too short-sighted.
2: Yeah.
0: I agree. Okay, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle.
1: Hot.
2: She has a vagina candle?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's,
2: it's okay, called like, smells I mean, like my pussy. Because I <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Because you do – I can't stand her. So I'm going to say not because I can't stand her. But. That- <laughs>
0: Okay, and then my last one is Julia Fox and Kanye West.
2: I'm so glad you asked this. Um, god, it's hard because it's like it's so juicy. <laughs> no explanation. Okay. That's why I don't want to answer. I can't I you did what are you saying
1: hot. Okay, I'm hot, I'm gonna say right? hot too. But but sometimes I have moments sometimes I have moments out. of the day where I'm just like, <laughs> I can't do this.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Okay. All right. I'm like going to go because I'm picking my first one is going to perfectly come in line with your last. Good. Okay. Julia Fox's eyeliner.
1: Not. Not. (laughs) And I want to, I actually do want to elaborate because this is important that everybody has this thought that I have. This is important. So I don't know if Miss Fox wears contacts, but I wear contacts and just looking at that amount of eyeliner makes my eyes burn for my fellow contact wearing girlies. (laughs) All I have to say is um, Northwest
0: has lived with Kim as long as Kanye West lived with Kim, who Northwest knows how to do eyeliner better than that. So, Kanye, I don't know what you were doing, but you should have been getting more makeup tips from Kim before you left. Oh, my God. For sure.
2: For sure. Oh, my God. I love that. Okay. This is controversial for me. Grown people in flip-flops outside of the beach.
0: Not 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 not, not 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 not. I
2: wish that everyone could have seen your reaction, Morgan. Is that like the sickening face? Horrified. It's horrifying. Oh my god. That okay. that should just
0: be like you. Instant jail.
2: Absolutely. You, you shouldn't be allowed. To, like when people go are like dating, they have like a hot girl on their arm, and it's a man, a grown man in flip flops. I'm like, she. I hope she's cheating on you. I don't mean to be controversial, but I hope she's cheating on you. With a man who can wear closed-toed shoes in a bar. Thank you. Please. Um, Okay, last one. The CoStar app.
1: Hate. Not. Not. Thank you. Not. I do Uh, give it to people. We won't get into it. I do tell people to use it if they don't know anything about their chart because it has the quickest chart read on your phone like to look at it. But the Pattern, the Pattern app, that's hot.
2: Okay. Okay. I'll check that one out. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, the there's some controversy with the CoStar app. The person who founded it isn't even into astrology, so I won't get <gasps> into it. But just do your mm-hmm. own do your own research and mm-hmm. figure out how shady and bad that app is. Um, every everyone should boycott CoStar.
2: Thank oh you. Oh my for God, I'm my so talk. I'm about to go on like a deep dive. <laughs> oh man. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I mean, this mine kind of starts off nicely uh, with where we landed. So, um, reading someone's tarot cards on the first date.
2: God. Oh,
1: my God, no. Morgan's, like, favorite form of foreplay, tarot readings. Let me see your soul. Oh, my God. I love that. Uh- <laughs> Very oh different. Very different. Okay. Hopefully, you all have seen this. And if not, I'll just do a quick she- screen share. But Cher's um, Ugg campaign.
2: I have it's not so seen hot. it. Please show it to me. It is so hot. Hold on. I think you're going to say uh, hot.
0: And I, Cece and I call uh, Cher our mom. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cher is so, queen. Like,
2: there, she couldn't do anything wrong, but I do have to see it.
0: Oh, my God. Come my on. queen. She, oh, the headline from Variety says, Cher's Ugg campaign causes 1,280% oh. spike in demand yep. for California yep. Footwear Company. That oh is my, God, my mom. mom. Hot. Hot. hot ethereal. This- ethereal Piping. bohemian it's everything
1: all right all right last yeah. one um pulling the wheel of fortune tarot card upside down
0: oh that's hot mm-hmm. yeah i would say hot it's i think it's hot too mm-hmm.
1: okay I'm for excited
0: you. for this. Um, this is the heart of our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We want to know what your actual hot take is. Um, yes. A hot take, if you don't know, is a controversial opinion. Not a lot of people will agree with you, but you're going to stand for a minute, and that's that. It doesn't have to be spirituality, acting-related. Um, literally, whatever your hot take is, we want to hear it.
1: Yeah, yeah the hot okay. take from the triple fire sun. That's
2: hot. I have a lot of them, but I am going to say I think I think people should stop dating based on their sun signs.
1: That's good. I don't,
2: I don't think you should use it. Like people that are like I don't take Scorpios. I mean, I understand you. <laughs> but <laughs> but don't I think that's I think that has to be done. I think that has to be 86. Let's no more.
1: I love it. So, is there that. any are there any placements you think you should look at?
2: Your moon. I think your moon is most important. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm a Sagittarius. My partner's a Libra. I had never dated a Libra. And I was like, I I don't, based on what I've read about you guys, not really. <laughs> but um, I then found out our moon signs and they're so, because I was like, why does, why do we click? And then we have, I found out our moon signs and I was like, oh yeah.
0: Get yeah, here. I would have to agree with you because my son is Virgo and Virgos are – everything you read is like don't get along with Geminis, hate Geminis, they're polar opposites. And mm-hmm. so many of my closest friends and relationships are with Geminis sun signs and it's like
2: – Yeah, it's just – it's a sticky – when people – like when my girlfriends are like he's a Aquarius or like he – I'm like girl, just, just find out who he is as a person.
1: Yeah. Let, yeah let it go totally yeah that's my oh thought. my god this <laughs>
0: was so much fun Devin. i feel like i could talk to you for like 600 hours i um when you were doing your reading i already like i could feel myself like calming down so thank oh, you for I your presence that. through the screen you are such a lovely human i'm so glad cc brought you into my life into the hotties lives Yay. Um, yeah, yeah. thank you. Is there anything that you want to plug before we leave today?
2: Um Oracle's Daughters probably primarily it were wait, is my I have to look at what my I think it is the Oracle's Daughters. I think it Instagram, is Instagram. Yeah. Follow us, follow us on Instagram at the Oracle's Daughters. That's where I'm doing most of like my posting and most mm-hmm. of my work. It is it's a lot of work and I'm wanting to, you know. I want to like reach who needs to be reached. So right. come along. Are you open?
0: Are you open for readings? Do you, are you like taking yes. um, clients? Oh yeah, okay. personal,
2: for sure. Always personal reads. I'm always doing. Um, right now, you can just DM me for it on or- the Oracle's Daughters, and and I schedule people through that at the moment.
1: Hell yeah! This has been such a fun episode to film, and we can't wait to hear what you think about it. And I feel like Devin will absolutely be back because. There's no way that you're not gonna love this. Um, but until next time, you can keep up with us on social media. I'm at CC the Gemini on Twitter and TikTok, and then at Kathleen Clark Samples on Instagram. And where can they find you, Morgan?
0: I am at CMorganwork literally everywhere. And you can read my monthly blogs at cmorganwork.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at not a hot take pod, and on Instagram at not a hot take. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to leave a review and subscribe if you haven't already. Your reviews mean everything in the podcast world, and we love to hear your feedback. So please be sure to leave a little little note for us.
1: Yes, please do. And thank you for joining us as always. We love you hotties. Happy Valentine's Day. We hope you do something hot today.
0: XOXO. Love you.
1: XOXO. X-O-X-O. Bye hottie girls.
0: I gotta go I gotta go <laughs>